The following presentation is from North Pine Baptist Church. We trust that it will help you learn more about God and His message for the world. For more information and to connect with us, visit npbc.org.au. God's plan, but instead to 
So he got out of the garden and said, I'm going to go to the site and the site. And he started to get into the And Jesus then started his earthly ministry at the time of God coming into the important people to the church and believing the good news. This is the opening chapters of Matthew to bring us to where we find ourselves today here in Matthew 4. So what Matthew really wants his readers to understand, what he wants us to understand today is that the one who, who we read about, this one who, who walked there along the shore of the Sea of Galilee on this particular day, on this, at this particular point in history, if you can confront this particular picture, this one who walks in shore of the Sea of Galilee is not just an ordinary man, he's not just some religious teacher, some, some trained rabbi, but in fact, he is the very son of God, the very person of God in, in flesh, inviting these men, inviting them into a personal relationship with himself. His words to them are simply this follow me. Follow me. It's an invitation for these men to, to come. And be with Jesus. To be with him. And so there is no greater invitation, no greater invitation that anyone could ever hope to receive than this. To be with Jesus. Think about it for a moment. Who is the one who declares everything, declares Jesus, who holds all things in his hand? The one who knows all, who is all powerful, all mighty, all glorious, coming to these particular people in this particular day and inviting them into a personal relationship with him. And it is this same Jesus who who holds these same words to us as well. As we look at this passage today, we see this invite to these Christians. It is the same invite to you and to me to come and follow Jesus to be with Him. And so, how can we do that in our life? So, how can we get a companion throughout all of life to know that, that Jesus considers us to be His precious children? To have that wonderful assurance of knowing that, that Jesus will never leave nor forsake those who come to him in this way. To have a confidence, an absolute confidence, knowing that, that Jesus loves us despite our sins. That he hears us and that he promises to meet our needs. To know that God is for us. And that he would work out his perfect purposes in us. And that we will always be here. As this is the, 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 the full gamut of the, of the invitation that Jesus not only issues to these fishermen today here in this passage, but he issues to all who hear his voice come and follow me.
as people come and they hear these words of Jesus come and follow me and they take up that invitation of Jesus to come and be with him. To return of their sin before God and knowing that Jesus needs to be their Savior. He's working all of his kingdom so one day we'll see that kingdom in all its fullness. Revelation chapter 21 of verses 1 to 4 says, you know, the apostle John writing, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with me. He will dwell with them and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And death shall be no more. Neither shall be death, neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former thing has passed away. Now when Jesus issues this invitation to come and follow him, to come and be with him. It's an invitation into a life that begins now and will continue on into all eternity. And that's the glorious future that awaits each and every one who decides to accept this invitation of Jesus to come and follow him and be with him. Thank you for being God's plan all along. To have a system to live in loving and faithful relationship with Him. To enjoy the blessings of presence. To walk in fellowship with God, but also to worship and glorify Him. We go right back to the beginning of the Bible, and Adam and Eve had this same choice to trust in God, to follow Him. That they were tempted by Satan to disobey God, and we know the outcome of that is that they chose not to trust Him. In fact, they chose to scorn God's love and God's authority. And they were cast out of God's presence. But God would never, ever give up on His promise. And He promised to one day send a Savior to defeat Satan, to break the curse of sin and the power that it holds. Over mankind, to offer a way back to himself for anyone who accepts his invitation of forgiveness and reconciliation through Jesus Christ. That is the glorious plan and purpose of God, and the invitation of Jesus that we find here in this passage today to the recipient, the same invitation that Jesus issues to us, is an invitation into this. His very life and his very future and his glorious life. I wonder, you know, when we quickly accepted Jesus' invitation to follow him this day, I wonder, you know, I wonder if we really truly realized what it was that they were accepting. Whether or not they truly realized that this was God himself who was inviting them into his loving embrace and to be a part of his glorious eternal future. That's exactly what's going on here in this passage. This same invitation Jesus offers to, to the 
think that Simon the Pope has said that Jesus offers to anyone with ears and eyes, willing to admit their need for Jesus as God, to realize that their sin not only separates us from God, but actually offends God. Their sin offends God and therefore separates us from them and from the life that is found only in Him. The words of this people, because not only is it for the, the person who has not come to that point of victory of accepting Jesus as their Lord and Savior, that they can but it's a reminder to everyone here, to everyone who, who breaks God's laws and God's commands, who offends God because of their sins, who rejects His way. It's a reminder that Jesus. On the porch, he's waiting and watching. Watching for you and for me. Come home. Come home. You should be our dear home. Come home. And it's a tender, beautiful. For the wonderful life that you have promised. How much did you have done? Though we have sinned, do you have mercy? Father, forgive your sins. Come on. You who are really kind of heart, banish me tenderly. Jesus is there. Tradition is one of us. We know ourselves. We know that there is just sin in our own hearts. We know how much that we offend God. We know how much that we, we, we don't trust in Him and that we walk away from Him and that we choose to go our own way. And Jesus today comes to us The right response to Jesus' invitation is You know, the way that this particular passage reads, it would appear that these men, you know, they would just encounter Jesus for the first time, and so their response 
as I said right at the beginning, that in Psalm 119, God sets him up beautiful and lovely. We need to see them as such. For in them there is life. Not death. Not worthy, that you are an awful, horrible, 
evil enough in your life, and how on earth could God love you? And we need to come back to the enemy and say to him, you know what, you're right, I'm not worthy. But Jesus is, and he's taken my sin, and I have accepted his invitation to be with him and follow him, and I know now that my security is in him and not in myself. That's what we're going to keep speaking to ourselves day after day after day. And we're going to continue to come before the cross of Jesus and we're going to ask him for himself day by day to resist that sin, to resist that temptation. And say, Jesus, help me to walk in you. That's what it means to have a new devotion. Paul puts it this way in Romans 12, verse 1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercy of God, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. The sacrifice is something that was given over to death. We give ourselves over. We die. We die to the, to the old ways of life. We die to the old devotions. And instead we rise to the new devotion of Jesus Christ. We trust Him. We like Him. And as we do this, as we, we seek to do this with a sense of the spirit of God in us, we find that our sacrifice becomes holy and pleasing to God in a wonderful and proper act of worship. Finally, it's also an invitation to renew direction and trust. Now, these disciples had to leave behind the things that they had trusted and instead given them security. We're told that they left behind their boat, their net, their family in order to follow Jesus. What reminds us is that Jesus seems to have that priority in our life. Of course, it's no longer the, it's not that the, the disciples no longer love these things. Of course, they continue to love the family. And they even still love the fish. But it's just that they love Jesus more. And they knew that they now had to be about his business first before their own. And so, that's, as we enter into this, this new year of 2022, we're reminded of fresh today from the fact that that's exactly what we as the people of God are meant to be about. And so I want to ask you this, this, this question this year, because what, what is it that Jesus wants you to be about for Him in this new year? Let me give you two very, very quick answers. So I know that as you pray, and God will reveal more to you. But the two simple answers is this. The first one is that Jesus wants you to first and foremost be with Him. Before anything else, be with Him. And the second thing is, is, to, is to be seeking to bring glory to Jesus through the way in which we live. How is my life this year going to point people to Jesus and, 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 and declare to them His majesty and His glory and His wonder and His amazement and His power. How, how is my life going to be set aside this year for that purpose? We're about the mission of Jesus in this world. His mission is building His kingdom. And that needs to be our priority. And so as Jesus' followers, our lives need to be centered around him and his mission. We invite others to become his followers.
remember. And then maybe talk to God and decide what a blessing it is to follow Jesus and be a follower. But there's no greater privilege, no more significant invitation than the one given to us by Jesus to follow Him and to serve Him. And yes, it will be possible. And yes, it's an invitation to trust without often knowing where it will lead. But it's also an invitation to something greater than we can. It's an invitation to be the house of God, being part of God's house. All these people had to make a choice. But as you read through the Bible and as you, as you see after they did, they accept Jesus as their, their Savior and their Lord, you see how God uses those, uses them despite their weaknesses and their failures. And so He can do the very same with us.
said, please help us to, to step into to, to your warm and loving grace. Lord, to confess our sins and to find that, that new life that is found in our lives. And Lord, to, to walk in the midst of that life. Lord, to, to, to know that you'll get us each and every day. And Lord, and when we do come, help us to continue to come back to the church. To be part of the church of your forgiveness and your grace. Lord, may that be our joy. May you be our hope. Lord, may you be the one who leads us and guides us in these days and these days. And may we bring you honor and glory to you this world that is ours. Thanks for joining us for this presentation from North Pine Baptist Church. For more information and to connect with us, visit npbc.org.au.